Hey everyone, welcome to the Holy Martyrs Life Team Podcast. Every week we will provide you with the homilies from our Life Team Mass and the messages given at our Life Nights to help you grow closer to God. We are beginning to expand to other content as well soon, so stay tuned. If you want more information about Holy Martyrs Life Team, go to our website, www.hmlifeteam.com. Peace to you and your family. reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, you too, go into my vineyard and I will give you what is just. And so they went off. Then he went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you too, go to my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started at about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought they would receive more. But each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, these last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to one of them in reply, my friend, I'm I'm not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So it's probably a little over 20 years ago that uh, my, my sister captured what has become one of the very favorite uh, home videos of our family, of our extended family. She, uh, so my nephews who are adults now, they were little at the time, and she had put her camcorder, this is the days before everyone's phone had a video camera on it, she set up her camcorder secretly on the side of the room and uh, pointed it at the dining room table where the family was playing a game of Monopoly. So, you know, I'm the, we're the quiet German side of the family, but the other side of her family is the boisterous Italian side. And uh, that's, yeah, her, her kids got all of that. And so, you know, how that kind of works where it's hard to, you really know that they love you by the, the level of voice that comes out there. You know, if, if they don't know you real, real well, they'll be quite, kind of quiet. But if you know and love someone, that's when the shouting starts. This is the kind of family I'm talking about. So. 
um, they're playing a game of Monopoly. And they're having some, the boys are having some arguments over, you know, what's a fair trade value for St. James Place or something like that. And they're yelling at each other and pointing fingers and all this stuff. And meanwhile, uh, one of the littlest boys, probably like four or five at the time, he's quietly sneaking around while his brothers are arguing these things. And once in a while he goes up and he snatches a $100 bill out of somebody's pile. And every time he's, every time he's successful at this, he just starts going, He's just like laughing at himself, and nobody else can see this happening. So we have all the video evidence of it. It's one of our favorite home, home videos. Um, and I think of that story of the bickering over the price of St. James Place or whatever it was, and how joyful he, my, my nephew got at being able to snatch these $100 bills, uh, because that's part of the reason why it's hard for us to get past the financial aspect of this, this uh, parable that I just read today, you know? Because uh, we agree most of the time with the people who are hired first thing in the morning. This is not fair. And in terms of commerce, it's certainly not. You know, they raise a really valid point. Um, so they, they say, you know, we were hired early in the morning, and there are these other people who are hired late in the day, you know, and they get the same amount as we do. I think there's actually another, I was thinking of another category as well that didn't get highlighted in the story, but uh, one that we might grumble against today as well. And that's the people who may have been hired at like 9 o'clock in the morning, but they're not the, the, they're not the most diligent workers either, you know, because they're like out there in the vineyard doing their work, but they're also keeping up the, keeping up the Instagram feed or something like that. Out here picking my grapes. Gotta, can't put this one in the pot, though, you know. Uh, and just like not the most effective workers. Like I'm working hard. This guy's squandering his time, all those kind of things. Okay, but we feel that. And it's hard to get beyond that, because it is unfair. And we want things to be fair. So that's, that's one aspect that we have a hard time getting around. The other one is, uh, how do we feel about work in general? You know, there's the old phrase that if you pick a career that you enjoy doing, then you never work a day in your life. And that's nice if you can get that, but that's not always the case. Sometimes you just gotta pay the bills, and you do things that aren't the most fun, I mean, particularly high school jobs, are, we're not often thinking career-worthy stuff there. You know, you've got to pay the bills, maybe uh, get, scrape together enough money for your clothes, your car, or whatever you're going to do, right? So uh, we don't always enjoy our work. And so we can identify with the workers in that regard, too. I've been out here in the toil and the heat. It's not been fun. I should be compensated for this. All right, so a lot of feelings come along with this gospel story. So what do we do with this? How do we finally get the message that Jesus is talking about? We've got to realize he's using an analogy here. He's using this story about commerce, about business, to tell us, uh, to make a point about the economy of love, which works very differently than the economy of money. You know, because with the economy of money, the, the, the quantity matters. I should be paid a certain amount for a certain activity. But in the in the economy of love, there's, there's not really a different quantity of things. You either love or you don't, you know? And love, the way we usually describe love is, uh, love is willing the good of the other. I want good for you, right? So I either do that or I don't. It's not like, I, I kinda want good things for you, but not, not super good. You know, we don't think in terms of quantities like that. 
there might be a there might be a measure of the thing that you're called to do, you know. So like if if your little child scrapes their knee, then you might blow on it and kiss it and cuddle them. If your little child needs a new kidney, you might be called to donate a kidney. Okay, so they can be varying levels of the thing that you're called to do, but in both of those instances, I'm willing you're good. I want healing for you, I want goodness for you, and that's love. No matter how, how that makes us feel, sometimes I feel good about that, sometimes I feel bad about that, uh, if it's a difficult thing to do, but I want good for you. I'm all in for that. Okay, so that's the first thing. At the end, at the end when the master is paying, the wage to the people. Yeah, Jesus is using a financial image there, but what he's really saying is, um, you know, when the, when, the, when the Father comes to you, he gives you all of his love. He simply loves. God loves you. And when you come to that moment of conversion, uh, God pours himself out to you. God's love is there for you completely. And the other side of it, um, he's using an analogy of working in a vineyard, but he's not actually talking about picking grapes. Because what is the thing that God calls us to? When we enter into this relationship with God, when we have our conversion experience where God becomes really real to us finally, and faith becomes not just, a, not just something that I do uh, because my parents tell me to do it, but because I am known by my, my God. I have these religious experiences, right? So once I, have, once I understand my relationship with God and what I'm called to, he doesn't send me into a vineyard to pick grapes. He sends me into the world to love. Like, that's the work that we're called to do. That's, that's what we're about in the economy of love. He sends us into the world to pour ourselves out. That's ultimately who we are, right? So that's really the crux of this story. And he's talking to people who are we're having a hard time because uh, they've been trying to live this righteous life all along since early in the morning, and now here Jesus comes calling these people who are sinners and strugglers, and he eats with them, and he, he hears their story, and he heals them, and he invites them into God's family, and he challenges them to be about the work of love, just the same as those who were, have been on board for a long time, just the same as those who were cradle believers. And what if God offers complete love to these as well? What if God heals and forgives the many sins of one who comes to conversion late in life? Are you envious because God is generous? That's essentially what Jesus is saying here. That's a big thing about the mystery of love. You know, we're all called to be loving people, and the way, we be, the way we receive more love is by pouring ourselves out. The way we receive more love is by not looking for it at all. I, don't, I can't grab love unto myself. It's not something that I grasp. It's something that I give away. And a side effect of me giving myself away beautifully and completely is that it very often gets reflected back to me, but that's not re the reason why I do it. And in fact, if that is the reason why I do it, then I end up getting less of it. You know, this is, the, this is the strange mystery of love. If the reason why I love you is because I hope you're going to do something good for me, well, you're not going to love me all that much. But if I forget about what you're doing for me, if I simply love you because I believe you are good and I want good things for you and I will your goodness, 
when we're all about that, the world becomes amazing. This is this dynamic economy of love. It's not like a matter of finances. And so this is a good thing for us to think about this week. We all know what it's like to want and value money and position and things like that. Uh, these are really useful things in life. But how does my, how does my dealing with like, the world's economy mesh with this economy of love that I'm called to be a part of? Do I get so wrapped up in having things and status and whatever, all the things that I can grasp at and pull into myself? Do I get so caught up in that that I'm, that I'm losing my loving self? I'm losing uh, the, the call that's been placed on my heart to pour myself out in love? Lord, we need your help because the world all around us is grasping. We have advertising, we have peer pressures, we have all these different things that are telling us that we need to grab at things. You need to grab at life, you need to pull things into you, you need to uh, build up experiences, build up possession, all these different things in order to be happy, and we don't, Lord. You've called us to pour ourselves out each and every time, and you've shown us the way to do that because you've loved us into this world. So Lord, we ask you to help us to see how you're calling us to pour ourselves out for each other. Who is it in my life who needs my love, who needs my attention? Show me, Lord, so that I can be your instrument of goodness. All right, guys, thanks for listening. For more information about our church, go to www.holymartyrs.net. That's H-O-L-Y-M-A-R-T-Y-R-S dot net. For more information about Holy Martyrs Life Team, go to our website, www.hmlifeteen.com.